This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bedsheets or skincare or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello. Now... Open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business. With Shopify, you'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. The voice of South Yorkshire. Where are you gonna go when you leave home? This is the vibe. Playing anthems like this. Good body strength in towards Howard. Down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it. Big, big decision right at the end of the game in added time. Adijay goes up for it. Away by Carragher. Howard's there once more. Still it's Howard. Still going.
he's still in here, Dyer, and he's finished the job, and that is awful defending from Birmingham. Barnsley do not care. The fans behind the goal ecstatic, and Bruce Dyer sent on as a first-half substitute has guaranteed a second goal for Burnsley. What a gamble to play on. Now he's got no support, so he'll have to turn and feed it to Marcel. Now then, Clint Marcel goes for the glory and gets it! That surely is the goal that takes Barnsley into the Premier League. Alright, buzzing around and finding Hammer. Side he comes, that's what he wants to do! Oh, that is wonderful! He just loves this place! Another stunning goal from Adam Hamill of Barnsley! Again, the big player for Barnsley, the big build-up. We're looking at him to deliver, to produce. Paul Hickey-Bottom's just behind and they're right behind. And my word, has he produced. What an absolute outstanding finish this is. He knows exactly where he wants to put it. This is a player at the top of his game, enjoying his football, enjoying his life. Look at that. Perfection. Good afternoon, I'm Chris Mason, he's Carlo Vanderwatch and you're listening to the Reds Report, sponsored by Opium Indy Bar on the Vibe Barnsley. Another home game, another home victory for Barnsley as they easily dispatch Bradford City. We'll look at what I'm calling a 10 out of 10 performance from the Reds in the first part of today's show. Rumours are rampant about the possible departure of CEO Gautier Ganai. What effect could that have on the club with things seemingly better than ever, both on and off the field? We've got the results of this week's polls, some good music and don't forget you can catch the show in person live a week from Friday at the Electric Theatre in town as we present our evening with Barnsley FC Fans Forum. All this and more on the Reds Report, sponsored by Opium Indy Bar Barnsley, live on the Vibe online through the MyTuner and TuneIn Radio apps. The Reds Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. And we're back on the Reds Report Live with Chris Mason, Carlo Van der Watching Carlo, I've just said in the intro there straight off the bat that I'm calling it a 10 out of 10 performance against Bradford City and if I'm being perfectly honest with you, very very hard pressed to find anybody that didn't pull the weight on Saturday and that's as as good as it's got, hasn't it, with recent results. They've took the form from Christmas into the new year and they looked a, a very good side Barnsley at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, quite surprised because maybe not the words, but when you sort of look at the lineup and Pinny Loss injured, you know, Jacob Brown starting at right back, uh, young Ben Williams playing. Um, I think the only criticism you could possibly throw at the team was the missed chances we had. A 5 0 or 6 0 wouldn't have embarrassed the scoreline because I think we deserved it. But as a team performance, I'd say 10 out of 10, and that despite people like. You know, uh, uh, Caddy Dougal starting on the bench because we've been raving about him and he makes the play. We keep him on the bench and we're putting in a performance like that, which I thought was going to be a very tricky match because in the form table, Bradford done really well. You know, they were climbing out of the relegation zone, but we made them. They either were or we made them look very, very poor, I thought. Again, we've got another manager coming from the opposition, Carlos. Pretty much mugged his own supporters off again, hasn't he? Because he thinks that they competed enough to show that they could have got something out of the game. Well, 
I could have been a woman if I had a, a different gender, but I'm not. You, this, it's poor, isn't it, from Hopkins after the game that he he's come out and said that because th- they were never in the game. It quite possibly could have been six or seven. If you watch the highlights back after watching the game live in person or on iFollow, you watch it back on, on YouTube after. That second half was like, you know, the OK Corral bars are moving forward all the time, causing carnage, and they could have quite comfortably given Bradford a bit of a battering. That's like our last saying, that we went out on the lottery, and if, maybe if I bought a different ticket, we might have done. I can't remember Adam Davies making a save. No. You know, the, the first ten minutes, they, they, they started the right way, first ten minutes, straight on us, and it just seemed that we needed ten, fifteen minutes just to get, you know, catch our breath, and once we started dictating the play, and that, that midfield play, short balls, to feet, pass and move, they were just struggling. I think, to sum the match up, it's like a little gif that the, the club put out, I think it was yesterday, where Kiefer Moore's got the ball on the right-hand side, and he puts it past the player, he runs on, and two Bradford players clash into each other, and one on top on the floor, and I think... Th- we just we were we were so good. They they simply couldn't cope with us. And any opponent manager saying we had our chances, I think you need to look back again because I, th- I think you find that you didn't. Four four two Saturday most definitely. Jacob Brown came in on the right wing, did a job again for Barnsley. And when you when you listen to the manager after the game or you read what the manager had to say, he's been playing well in training. He's been working hard in training, so he he felt that he had no option other than to put him in. What does that say to a George Moncur? And, and a Ryan Edges and a Lloyd Isgrove then that are they working hard enough then is that because obviously Jacob Brown is and he's getting the chance whether it's sweeping up making the tee playing right back playing right midfield playing up front he's getting his shot because he's working hard on the training ground and that says a lot about how Barnsley are at the minute nobody's getting in on name alone they're getting in like Tiam's back in the team as well from working hard on the pitch and, and in training as well yeah. it's it, it was interesting because if I'm right he said in his interview he didn't come in. Jacob Brown wasn't in his mind when he was thinking of the lineup, but his performance in training made him put him in. And that you're exactly right, Chris. To me, says that he is he's putting that extra percentage of the training and getting noticed. And is that a case because he's a young lad? He wants to prove himself and he wants to cement his name on the first name team sheet. Is it because? Monker and Hedges are thinking well we never really start so we'll just do what we're going, we're going through motions I don't know I, I, I look at George Monker and at certain times I think you know when say you look at it took a TM off I thought mate after 60 minutes you know we were up 2-0 and I think you know put him on because he, he's a magician in midfield isn't he he keeps it at his feet hard to get off give him a run Obviously, you know, he didn't get as long as, as maybe what he what he wanted, and that's the same with Hedges. But I've seen Hedges play. Um, you know, he's 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 pacey. He goes forward, comes back. Um, but he was Jacob Brown, and I'm, and I'm happy for the lads. If you look, I think two of our best performers. It was very hard to choose a man of the match. That right hand uh, side was was quality, wasn't it? Cavari, who again is. I think so. I think people are dena- You know, people that don't like him. By the way, I've seen this back and forth on Twitter. Um, People are using stats to back up how good he's been all season, but the people that don't like him are saying that the stats can prove other things. But you're either a stats man or stats can be manipulated to believe what you want to believe. But if the stats are showing that a player's playing as well as he is doing, I'm not buying that he's only had two good games since November, is what I've been reading online. I think the right hand side on Saturday was very pivotal for Barnes, and I think Cavari getting forward. They even, I think their supporters even spoke about it. The way our fullbacks got forward caused them a hell of a lot of problems. Pete Selwood sent me a text the other day, Pete Selwood, the, in the annual uh, presenter here on The Vibe, and said, you know, all these um, people that are, like, pointing at players, to, to, you know, to, to say it's there, for, you know, like a Cavari, they need to have a real hard look, and, and let's be honest, 
in when the team is performing well. Yes, they've all had off matches. We've had matches where we said Kiefer Moore wasn't at the races or whatever. Um, we, we have had instances, yeah, where maybe they've made a mistake or maybe they weren't as visible other times. I, I won't take anybody pointing fingers at any of the team. I was sat and I'm thinking, who's man at match? Besides Adam Davies, who didn't do anything really because he didn't have anything to do, I thought it can be any of them, can't it? Really, Alex Mowat fan club here. Yeah, well, he's, he's, I, he's statistically the best player in League One because it, it's looking he's that way, isn't it? Most the passes I read today, assists, is, two assists and a goal. And I think when when Dougal's not playing, it's almost like the spotlight's a little bit more on him. And I think does he have that freedom to roam a bit more as well? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm just. Happy he's ours. I'm happy he signed a contract extension. And um, we, we, you can't go far wrong when you've got players like Mowat. Because not only do they break it up when the other team are coming at us, um, going forward, he poses a real threat, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's a 10 out of 10 performance. Man at match. I thought Pinnock, you've seen it again on, you know, high ball, their keeper kicks it out of his hands, high ball, other ones just hoof it forward. Pinnock just controls it with one touch and passes it on. Uh, I thought he had a really good match as well. But, and I've put it before and I've said it on, on, on social media, you know, Camagian, he took his chance, he's got it, does very little wrong. Uh, the best moment of the match when he scored the handball and he walked Crikey. around like he scored a worldie. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. But, you know, he took his chance and now when you've got McGeehan in the squad, you know, you know, you're happy he is. Whereas before you were like, oh, I don't know if he's as good. I think he just needed a run, get his match fitness and, and match sharpness and I think he's, he's been outstanding. One thing I'll say about Cam McGeehan, I think that personally for me, and in my opinion, this is that he makes the... Easy things look very simple, and he's making the difficult things look quite easy. Yeah. And his game's improving week on week. He's looking fitter, and he's looking quite—he's looking the player that we thought we were going to get from Luton Town. But he's also a player that can play in two different roles in that midfield now because I think he's doing the Dougal role at the minute, yeah. whilst he's taking the shackles off of Alex Mowat to to get forward. I mean, you look at the cross from Alex for that for that first goal as well. It's good work all around because he's picking it up in midfield. TM's doing as a wide man. TM's doing what he should yeah, be doing. Yeah, yeah. He picked it up. TM looked up. Mowat because he'd made the. Pa- what I like about this Barnsley side is nobody's passing the ball and staying still. Mowat as a centre midfielder is picking up on the edge of the box. He's playing it out wide. He makes a little run inside of the defender. The winger finds him. It's clipped to the back post. The, the guy on the right wing's following it in. And if he wouldn't have scored, more would have scored. And it's one nil. And and that's what's good about Barnsley at the minute. Nobody's standing still. Everybody's passing move, even the back four. And it's, and it's absolutely a pleasure to watch. What has got me goat at the weekend a little bit was before the game where people were saying, I won't be bothered if Moore's not starting. We, we, we're playing better, we, we play a better football without Moore in the side. I, can, I understand what people are saying, but Corley Woodrow's gone quiet last three games. Um, he's played a lot of football for a lad who's been injured. So he's... He, the pressure needed taking off Corley a little bit. Tiam's never going to be a striker. I think he's more impactful on the wing. Um, and in my opinion, Kiefer Moore... Unwarranted when people said they wouldn't have been bothered if he wouldn't have started because I think that for a lad who's got over a dozen goals, isn't it, for Kiefer Moore this season? He's constantly, somebody put a stat up, didn't they? 40 odd goals in how many games at this level. It speaks volumes about the player that he is. Also, have a look. What Kiefer Moore does off the ball. Well, if a Kiefer Moore's playing for us up front, same with, with uh, Coley Woodrow, 
the, taking defenders with them it allows some of our midfield players to allow that bit of space to come forward and what you saw when Keith Moore wasn't playing that, that that's all concentrated on, on, on Corley Woodrow both of them playing defence have got their hands full and it opens up spaces with the pass and move play that we've got to, to get in behind them and put balls into the um, balls into the area certainly do coming up after the break we'll get stuck into your three word reviews from the weekend we'll have a look at the polls and what the results were on that all this and more on the vibe
Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. And we're back on The Reds Report. Chris Mason, Carlo van der Watching, and now I'll be able to hear Carlo's dulcet Dutch tones in my headphones, so that's even better now we've got uh, yeah that's it we're absolutely we're flying now but a, a quick uh, quick th- a few three word reviews from the weekend Carlo Eric Bray only 3-0 laughing faces Rowie says get that title Red Wilkie don't sell anyone we've got a brilliant team display enjoyable Saturday afternoon men versus boys uh, what a win comprehensive emphatic win I can't say that one sublime <laughs> sublime dominant pots question mark from Ben Lockwood um, Alan Smith, very impressive. 3 0 flattered them, said Ian Ambler. Jeff Bailey beat Bradford again. You drive Barnsley, Vorsprung Dirk Technique. <laughs> Ga- at Gaza Steve on Twitter, Samba Football in Reds, and I think you know what, that's about right. Ian Biddle says, unbeaten at home. Hashtag Fortress Oakwell. Mark Gedney, never in doubt. Ian Vodden, happy Red tonight. V Man says, Cam McGeehan, I can't repeat the middle word. <laughs> Rachel Ma, who needs pots? Dave Lunt, Clean Sheet Kings. Suzanne Wilson says, wonderful home win. And Hopi says, should have been seven. That more or less sums up last Saturday, just to close out on that one, Carlo, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think there's uh, all over. Um, pointing out certain players, pointing out the performance, pointing out the management team. I think everything just came together. And it was, a, a yeah, like you say, a 10 out of 10 performance and uh, a well-deserved victory. Certainly. Uh, new thing for the show now. We're going to do th- we're gonna run three polls a week. Some of it relating to Barnsley FC, some of it relating to just a little bit of daft stuff, and getting to and, know you. Isn't yeah, it? We're just, you know, we're just going to uh, we we jump, we jump into the results and things, and we give Carlo the last word every week on these polls as well. But I like that because I never get that at home. So, yeah, you know. No, we never. <laughs> do, we don't, do we? He's got that to come. Sat over there typing <laughs> away, Kyle. Um, so, Carlo, the first one we'll discuss it because, and they're having to take it down because people can't can only put four names on a poll, and it's just opinions and. Anyway, we we put up. Marish obviously ran away with it yeah. as the worst manager out of the four. Steve Parkin, Spackman, Simon Davy, Marish. But let's look at the four. Simon Davy. The only reason I put him on there was because the way Andy Ritchie lost his job, I didn't like it, so I never took to that particular manager. No. Um, the thing is, people probably think of things like you know your Liverpool victory, your Chelsea victory. Yeah. They were one of performances. We struggled, didn't we? Otherwise, and I, I don't think he was the most. He was highly thought of. I just didn't like him as a, he, he seemed very quiet and no, I, he was never one of my favourites. Put it that way, as, as, as a manager, but yeah. did get some decent results, eye-opening results, especially in the FA Cup. Steve Parkin, cheap option. I said in my reply, and never really got off the ground, did it? And I think sometimes just forgettable is probably a word, isn't it? You know, when you yeah. ask people for to name five managers we've had, it's probably not one that's going to come up. Um, Nigel Spackman came with a lot of hype. Was my response to the tweet and failed to deliver? Yeah, definitely. Um, he's. Um, He's definitely um, one of those that when when he was appointed, it's like wow. But the hype soon went, didn't it? Because the same dross continued on the pitch. And and, and lastly, the madman, which in the end he ran away with it. So, I, but I, had a better I, points I, ratio that season than Eckingbottom. So that's what somebody actually put as well. <laughs> I, I, I have for, for him. I've, I've I've got no words. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other poll was there's been quite a lot of talk about Jack Payne. Obviously played for Bradford the weekend. Um, so we said simply is it a yes or no on Jack Payne and why um, yes 52% which I was surprised at given some of the responses we got no 
48%. So, Carlo, where do you sit on the Jack Painter Barnsley? I, I, I think it's the type of player that would do well for us, given the uh, the way we dominated Bradford. I don't think we saw necessarily the best out of him. So, if a report was to come out that we've signed Jack, I mean, not now because he's, he's committed, isn't he? He's, he's staying till the end of the season, I think I saw. Um, I, I wouldn't have minded, and I think it's, it's a good option to come off the bench. Because if you think, if you play Tiam. On, on, on the wide, and you're starting with Woodrow and uh, with Moore, you, you know, we do need somebody else that's able to come in and, and push those two. So I would have minded. I was disappointed with the way he performed, but I just think we outdid him. You know, we, we didn't allow him to play. So that's more praise to our midfield and our defence than it is criticism to Jack Payne. Yeah. And lastly, the third and final, Paul, obviously, we missed, we missed a couple of shows, obviously, after Christmas and in, in the new year. Discussed a lot in the office at the Vibe and it's discussed a lot where I work and around and that. Die Hard, is it a Christmas film? Yes or no? And it was losing at one point what I wanted to win. You'll get the final say, but yes, say 63%. Die Hard, Christmas movie. Carlo, is it a Christmas film? Yippee ki Every day of the week and twice on a Sunday. Listen, there's Christmas lights and Christmas music at the beginning and the end, so how is that not one? Yeah, exactly. Of course, it's not Christmas without die art, is it? No, definitely not. Definitely not tradition in the Mason household now, and as the baby gets older, we'll have to watch that when he's a little bit older with him. But um, moving on to the next subject, Carlo. Rumours Sunday morning, I think it came out on Twitter in a French newspaper. Yeah, um, which is, a, you know, it, 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 that's not your Daily Mirror or Daily Star. That is a proper, proper sports paper in, yeah. in France and highly regarded, definitely. And when, uh, obviously, the rumour is Gauthier and I going to Nice, which, when you add it up and, and put it all together, it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility because Chenley, obviously, has his hands in, in both clubs. He's seen what he's done at Barnsley and, for me, for the stick that he's had, He's the club are a lot more fam. It's always been a family club, but I think the club have definitely had a good light shone on it over the last I don't know six months. To be fair, the things that have come on with the the lady sanitary products and and, and help with Chris Ryder and things like that, all the the little things that they have done have been superb. He tries to do what he can. He can't do everything. I mean, no, I think um, so. Looking back, uh, I, I, you see this on social media. I think we, we we went through a big change, didn't we? Initially, when uh, Ben Mansford was announced, and Ben was very, you know, I know he had all the nicknames that people gave him, but Ben did open the club more. You know, the SLOs came into place. I'm not saying that because I'm on, but you know, we we had access to a CEO and if there were issues we could talk to him we could ring him, we could text him, whatever um, Ben left, Linton took over, that didn't last long, Linton we never know the truth but Linton sort of lost his job or went on the day or the day after that Rimo got buried and uh, Paul Eckenbottom took over Yeah, oh, went, to, uh, went to Wednesday now, then there was a big gap and Gaultier came in and I think we're not going to give everything away because obviously we've got an evening coming up a week on Friday where we'll talk to Gaultier about this. Gaultier had a very difficult task when he came in because he had to bring 17 players in in that summer. Um, he had to almost rebuild the full squad. Although they had Paul Hackingbottom, you know, in the, in the next transfer window, um, you know, Paul left. He had to, so I, I don't know when people say we've been worse off. I, personally, I don't think so. I think, we're, I think we're stable on and off the pitch, and that's part of his responsibility, isn't it? So we're self-sustaining. Um, the transition between a club where we had uh, a Barnsley owner, a Barnsley captain, and uh, uh, a Barnsley head coach, 
Dole's, Dole's days have gone. Uh, you know, we've now got a lad who started at Sheffield Wednesday as the captain. Um, we've got a German trio in charge of the team and our owners are multinational from India to America and, and all over the place. I think that transition has been handled really, really, really well. We see some of the owners on match days to come and talk to the fans. So it'd be a loss to the club, yes, because he's part of that legacy that's built it and in that transition. But you know what? He's French. He's done a good job here. Chen Li knows him. And um, looking at, at, at some, uh, some of the journalists on Twitter, I think you have to look at the more credible ones. Um, for as far as I know, he is on the short list at the moment. So it's, it's not an out and out. Yes, that's what he's going to. He's on the short list along with some others. But, you know, if he gets it, I'm pretty sure Chen Li and the rest of the board will make sure that a suitable successor is put in place. The way it looks at the minute is that it seems to be a natural progression, doesn't it? If people at Barnsley are going to be good in their job, they're going to they're going to make that step to France because that's the way it looks and I'd, I don't think that anybody could be criticised for that I say he's from France he's a Frenchman he's got his family over here but to move to where he could the club there the, the will be more you know the more that the owners are here in Barnsley Carlo do you think they're going to work more in tandem with Nice and you will see that crossover a lot more than uh, than what we thought we would do originally I think so. I think that those plans will. I think first of all, it's about stability for Barnsley. Obviously, in the first season as as owners, you know, we were relegated, which which was never great. Um, but we seems to have we, we not rebuilt the squad. But I think the players we've got now are more than capable and should be aiming and getting us in the top two with automatic promotion. And I'm pretty sure once we're in the championship, who knows whether that's maybe a player exchange or, or whatever. It'd be silly not to, wouldn't it? It'd be silly not. To. I I half expected in the summer us to play Nice in a friendly or Nice to come here. That's not happened yet. I'm pretty sure it will do because um, you know the consortium has got a say in both clubs so yeah there will be some sort of partnership work one of the things they said one that when when the new owners took over was the match day experience especially for younger for younger fans and and if you look now what they're doing in the family stand with um, there's all sorts of arts and crafts and and it, it, it's become a better experience hasn't it and that's some of the, the ideas that they had from these that they brought over as working uh, stadium improvements again everything will take time and I think a lot of it depends on how much money is being spent is but the vision we find ourselves in yeah certainly the, the match day experience for the uh, the young fans being superb from the, the connect for the PlayStation, a couple of players come up every uh, every match that aren't involved in the squad. Autographs and photos. Toby Tight comes up as well. There's been snakes, there's been birds, there's been everything. It, 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 it has been a fantastic thing, and slowly but surely they are putting their stamp on Barnsley Football Club. Whereas this time last year, people wanted to see that stamp straight away, but it's never going to happen. Twelve months on, I think we're starting to see that now from uh, from the new owners, and it eventually give them another year and I think we'll have a completely new match day experience that will benefit everybody yeah definitely and I think you know some credit has to go to the people because we talk about gold here we talk about the owners I think people in the marketing department people in the media department I think even during the summer you know the tweets are sending out a bit of humour in it um, the way they're reaching out to fans and helping out fans and, and, and you know and this is just a personal opinion and if people disagree then I'm absolutely fine with that because of course you're allowed to disagree I just think that the gap between the club and the players has definitely not widened since Gaultier took over. I dare say it, it, it was, you know, it was a close relationship between. Can you remember Ben and 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 bless him, Mr. Crime, going to all these pubs in Barnsley when we were losing week in week out, and they talked to fans. We had that, didn't we? Then they left, and then there was a big gap. We, we had no CEO. We were doing. Shocking on the pitch, off the pitch. I think Gaultier steered that ship back, where the relationship is well and all is good on and off the pitch. Yeah, it certainly is, and then you look at. The, the, the thing I put in the tweet was, and I said it in the intro, 
is it a bad timing considering things off the pitch and on the pitch are going so well for Barnsley? But a reply from Andy Wilson, Springvale Red, um, daughter works in the club shop, plays for the ladies team as well at Barnsley. Currently, she, bless her, she's injured as well, but hopefully she's going to get through that. And we, we wish her all the best with that as well as she moves forward through her injury. But he says it shouldn't affect the playing side at all. I don't think it should. And let's hope it doesn't, Carlo, because obviously things are going well off the field, things are going well on the field, but just a little hiccup straight after the January transfer window. You just Hopefully it is, hopefully the club's business, Barnsley's side of things, are already sewn up in terms of incomings and outgoings, because then it shouldn't really have an effect at all, should it? No, I think we're in a stronger position as we were. Well, that's, if Gaultier were to leave, we've now got the board, we've got the influence with James Crying on board and everybody else. Um, the best time to leave would probably sort of first week or second week of February when, you know, we know nobody can leave the club. We've got new incomings and, and you know, stability, isn't it? We don't want to repeat of that January where suddenly all our players went because we had no CEO and nobody knew what they were doing and everybody were doing five jobs at once. Certainly we're coming up on the vibe. We've got the verb, bittersweet symphony, and we'll preview Wimbledon with Kyle. We'll get the lowdown on Wimbledon's last five results. Key players to watch out for, and we'll get our predictions. Will it be a full house of Barnsley wins again like it was last week? Catch us after the break on the vibe. The Reds Report on the vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. I 
don't care about no government warning about that promotion of the sick life of the damn bad building. Freedom food, ash your own the 45. Well, it's a freedom food, ash your own the 5 nice little song break there and finishing up with a bit of corner shop we've uh, we've pulled Kyle away from the Twitter machine now and he's obviously here into the studio to preview Saturday's first ever vid- visit to AFC Wimbledon away we'll just call them Wimbledon because that's what they are Milton's Keynes Dons are a fraud so we'll just call them Wimbledon political about this show. nothing <laughs> political whatsoever it's the football world honestly first visit to Wimbledon then the new Wimbledon that is for Barnsley at the weekend um Last five results for Wimbledon. What's it been like, Kyle, for the uh, for the home side as Barnsley bring their bandwagon into town? Yeah, well, they've only lost one in five, so you know that's not too bad for a side that sit bottom at table. Uh, that only loss came to Portsmouth away, and it were only by one goal. We lost two one. Winning that game as well, weren't they? Yeah. Oh no, they, no, they, they drew, sorry, they equalised, didn't they? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, we had penalty. I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, the two win. They beat a massive game against Plymouth that they won at their ground. Yeah. Uh, and they beat Wickham away. Them two draws came against Blackpool and Coventry, which aren't bad considering, you know, Blackpool were on edge at uh, playoffs at that sort of time. Um, and they've, we've just been talking, me and Ka- uh, Carlo, uh, they've not really lost by, you know, f- two or three goals. It's always been by one. So it's, you know, they, they can't they, they can't be a, a really bad side to, you know, but they are bottom at league, but obviously they don't concede a lot of goals. Is it that case of a season now where this is a game where you see on bottom of the table, Barnes are on a good run, Um You'd look at it and say, well, we should be winning this game. But they're now fighting for their lives. Very similar to when Barnsley were at the bottom under Flickcroft all those years ago. That doesn't make this as easy a game as what it looks on paper, does it? No, yeah. Because, like you said, they'll be up for fate. You know, they, I think they're five points adrift. They've got to win games, haven't yeah, they? They've yeah. got to win wherever they can or pick up points. I mean, I think they'd be happy with a point against us. Any team would be, I think, at minute. But it's like one of them games, like you said, they'll need to win it and want to win it. But Barnsley are in a good run of form. 
who's the danger man for Wimbledon then, Kyle? Who are we looking out for at the weekend? You've obviously you've, you've done your research. You've had a look. Who's the uh, who's the standout men that Barnes need to keep an eye out for at the weekend? Uh, well, Joe Piggott up top. He's he's their top goal scorer with seven. Um, he's, he's always on hand. You know when he's almost like a fox in box there at right time to to, to be there to tap it in. Uh, James Anson's not got as many. He's got two goals, but you know he's that big presence and and uh, he'll be bullying defenders. Yeah. What's your prediction then for the weekend, Kyle? How do you see it going for Barnsley? Um, I think it'd be a tight game, but I just think we're looking too strong at minute. I'm, I'm going 2-0. Two 2-0. Two That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that might be a full, <laughs> out, might be a full house, you know that. They, they beat Wickham. We could do that. So, no. And I think I they got a new manager. Did they new manager? Yeah, uh, Wally Downs got appointed 4th of December. So I think that sort of stabilised maybe a little bit. And they sound, like a, they sound like a team that don't score much, but stop conceding as many. So um, I think with our run of form and, and our way of playing... Um, I, th- I think we'll do like what Bradford did to us that first time and it's just all over them and I'll stick with my 2-0 because I think it's only fair not to change my mind um, but it, it won't be the 4-0 or 5-0 that maybe some people are expecting because I think they're in a bit of a false position and they're slowly trying to climb out aren't they and they're yeah. stopping the leak Well I'll just talk to, to Kyle about that what, what's your thoughts on that Kyle, uh, Kyle obviously on paper it looks like it's a, a side on fire four points out of the top two game in hand looking as if they are going to definitely solidify a playoff place but looking to get into that top two and possibly winning the league against a side who let's be honest now it's middle of January towards the end of fighting for the lives Wimbledon oh completely and I think a lot a lot will have to do with how Standall, Winkler and Stern approach this match and um Without typecasting, with it being German, you want to win everything, don't you? And I think there is no danger that we're underestimating them. I think everybody knows, everybody's fighting for the place. And I, I think, a bit like with Bradford, I think our quality supersedes any quality that they might have. Um, I'm not so worried about their forwards because I think Pinnock and Lindsay, they could, they could probably bring the Titanic back from the bottom of the ocean as they stand <laughs> at the moment, you know what I mean? Um, and... and we just look so organised. Our keeper is protected by a really good back four, who were in turn protected by a Cam McGeehan who, who, who cleans things up. So, um, yeah, I, I don't expect a 4-5-0, watch us lose, uh, watch us win 7-0. I'd, I'd go with 2-0, but I think our quality, we are just hitting that form now after a busy Christmas period where we had some really good results. This is about carrying on. Picking points upon the road means we can aim for that promotion. Winning at home means you stay in this division, don't you? Yeah, we said that, didn't we, last week, that a draw, drawing away from home is not, um, not a bad thing and winning at home is imperative. And as you look at it now, Carlo, it's, what, 10 months unbeaten at home. That's some stretch for a Barnsley side that when we were in the championship and in years gone by, we've, we've had some poor results at home, defeats at home, but now it's 10 months unbeaten since March, starting back from when the madman was here. Can, can you remember, though, we, we once had a season, and we, we talked about calendar years, when you said, I can't remember us winning five times this year. That was from when they sold all the players that January, January to, the, go, to, to the to following January. To we, we, in the end, it was... Um, for, to, well, no, because Eki came in in February. Eki left in February, didn't he? Because they lost at QPR after he brought all them players in. Um, we went basically a full 12 months, and we counted about seven wins, and that was with cup games. That was the most horrendous, even with relegations that we've seen in the past, relegated from the Premier League uh, undeservedly as well in the end because we played quite well and you can watch that on the Daydream Believers DVD That's and, and things like that. But we've seen some bad and horrible times at Barnes, but to go a full calendar year and not get double figures in victories was very hard to stomach. And it was poor to watch, wasn't it? We 
were very restricted what we could say at the time, but it was it was horrendous to go and watch at times. But now you're looking at a side that have been unbeaten at home in ten months and playing well away from home, Carlo. And and, and that shows in the confidence, doesn't it? Even when a team comes, even if we go a goal down we know we've got goals in us and, and I say again I think our quality and our unity more than ever sees us through and I think that's the difference between a side that goes to Wimbledon and maybe draws 1-1 or a side that goes to Wimbledon and wins 2-0 um, because throughout the park yes we're talking about you know people we'd like to come in and, and strengthen the squad but whichever 11 puts out out of the match day squad of 18-19 players however he's got available will do the job for us so it's a 2-0 from Kyle, 2-0 from yourself. I personally 2-0 as well. I think it'll be comfortable 2-0 as well. I think Barnsley getting get the noses in front early on and then you've got that midfield too. Whichever whichever two of the three I say that, it's it's Alex Mowat plus one A another. Um, because Dougal's got to get his fitness back and he, you could possibly see Dougal starting at the weekend, yeah, couldn't you yeah, actually? Could well be. Um get his fitness up. And then you see Barnsley pinging it around midfield, quite comfortable, and then you finish the game off it's not arrogance it's just a fact I think one thing I did say about Saturday and, and we'll see it again against Wimbledon we are much fitter and quicker than any team in the division and out of the 24 I think we see a very fit lean quick Barnsley side and that is what is putting us at the top of the pile at the minute I think and I think what, what we're getting really good at is frustrating our opposition I think we're really good at frustrating Bradford in restricting them passing because every time a Bradford player at the ball it, it was that pressing football of two players were around them and we forced them into making mistakes and um, you know what I mean we've said it long enough haven't we but it, it is a joy from you know, from from Moore and and Woodrow to, to Davies in the net throughout the, the, there's goals in this team maybe not Adam uh, Adam Davies but the rest definitely they're all capable of, uh, of of chipping in with a goal or two certainly are Kyle cheers for that we'll get you next week on the next preview show for the uh, Rochdale at home Rochdale, and that'd be absolutely after our evening, that's it it'd be absolutely fantastic as we said in the opening um, it's the um, the evening a week from Friday seven quid a ticket we reckon don't we there's only about 30 tickets left yeah we just tattered them up didn't we yeah given that it is towards the end of January and everything that's going off on the field off the field it's transfer time this is more like a fans forum. You'll see a very different show to what we had at the East Dean a couple of years ago where that was just a bit of a fun night for charity. This is your chance to come and ask your questions of Gautier Ganai, of Somebody a member of the first team coaching staff that's yeah. going to be there, definitely going to be there. Gautier's confirmed as well. Uh, to any of the doubters, he will be there on that Friday night a week from Friday and then if you've got any questions about Martin Devaney and the under 23s and Bobby Hassel who oversees the old development of the youth squads come down get yourselves involved get your, get your, get your questions right on the back of the ticket Kyle's going to go through them he'll going to shift them over to me, myself and Carlo we're going to get through them as quickly as we can we've got brilliant raffle prizes it's all for a good cause Steve Croft's coming down as well isn't he yeah, Steve Croft is guest of honour that evening obviously because we're collecting money for the air ambulance um, we've got Red Ferns Bar selling beer I think there's one hand pulled the rest will be cans but we've got fridges so it'll be nice and cold beer you're allowed to take your beer into the theatre and it is a theatre style sort of like 180 seats so we're looking as it stands now at least well I'd say 150 to 170 so if you want tickets um, we're just collating all the tickets in so what you need to do is you need to message us on uh, on Twitter and we'll put them to the side seven quid apiece money being raised that evening is for the Vibe Community Radio which you're listening to at the moment or to the podcast and the Yorkshire uh, Ambulance who 
were part of an instrumental in saving Steve Croft's life, who is the guest of honour on the evening, and he's confirmed his attendance as well with his family. So thank you for listening to us today, live, sponsored by the Opium Indie Bar in Barnsley. If you've caught us on the podcast, that's by Webmart. Give them a follow as well on the Twitter. Cheers for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday, live on the Vibe, or on the podcast, and then we'll see you in a week from Friday. Electric Theatre, back of Old Mill Lane, Barnsley, seven quid, fans forum. You want to voice... Come and get your voice heard next Friday at the Electric Theatre. And we'll catch you next week on The Red Report with myself, Chris Mason, and Carlo van der Wateren. The Red Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.